0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
0: Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi. Such an amazing place to live, work, and play. And hey, we have a great show today from what I would call uh, Coast View North. I'm up at my place in the Mississippi Delta today uh, using earbuds, so hang in there with me and Kyle as we work through this. But uh, had the opportunity to visit up here and spend a day or two and just kind of check things out. And uh, we'll do this from time to time. So anyway... We've got uh, Sonny Schindler with us, Captain Sh- Sonny Schindler, in the first half of the show, and then Dr. D- Darlene Davis from uh, from the CB base is going to join us and t- talk to us about an exciting new uh, mechanical and c- civil engineering program that they have there. So uh, without any further ado, let's turn to my friend. Now I must call you a regular, Sonny. Yes, <laughs> you are a regular here on Coast it's good to talk to you, buddy. Good to talk to you. Thank- thanks for having me on again. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, it's been uh, it's been great watching you guys. Um, you know, we uh, we're, we're pre-recording this show, and at the time that you and I are recording the show, there's a lot of wind in coastal Mississippi, and you know that does sort of inhibit you guys. But the wind actually is good for you for you in terms of the marshes and cat Island and all that. Given the, the salinity levels have been mixed up, tell us tell us about that.
2: Right. The, I mean, the flooding that we've gotten in April and most of May, uh, the Jordan, the Wolf, uh, the Pearl, Pascagoula, all that comes right into our front yard that we fish in. So, you know, as much, I I usually only get a chance to talk to you when the weather's bad. So, uh, one, we get to do that. So that's good. And two, if, if it was going to happen this, this, wind episode it, it couldn't have come at a better time I, I wish i was on the water i wish i was working but it's it's a necessary evil so it, i always tell everybody it's always something so it's just, <laughs> just deal with it use your downtime wisely and, and get ready for when it stops because it should be it should be really really good after this gets gets done with
0: so, so the arrangement I have with Captain Sonny Schindler is this. Um, when you are going to be available, give me a buzz, and we'll see if we've got a slot to put you in. Because as everyone knows, I love the fishing coast of Mississippi, and Sonny and I have had a couple of visits together. The first visit together, we talked about his time down in South Louisiana, South Louisiana the Venice area. He's done it all. He's, uh, I, I said that he went down to get a Ph.D. in fishing, which he obviously did. And now through Shore Things uh, charters, they're doing so much. You know what I would say, mostly light tackle fishing, but they kind of do it all. I mean, Sonny's very uh, adjusting when it comes to the needs of his clients, and they've got a really cool thing going on at Cat Island. We can maybe talk a little bit more about that in a second. But you know, it, it is it is important to recognize that as we get into May and then June, these are some of the most amazing times for fishing in coastal Mississippi, and you want the salinities to be right, don't you?
2: You, you do. Um, last couple years with the, with the opening of the spillway, it seems to uh, slow down the, uh, the triple tail and the trout. Like the last couple of weeks, you know, we've caught a few trout. I've caught some nice ones, but the numbers just, they're not there. So we've been doing a lot with the, with the redfish and the flounder and sheephead and drum. Uh, I think between our eight boats... One triple tail uh, we've seen, and I, you know, I've seen triple tail in years past. April first was the earliest I've ever personally seen one. Not that they're, they're not there, but personally, the first one I've seen. And you know, we're almost in the in the mid to late spring, so things are a little slow. Um, but you know, we always just take take the hand we're dealt and play it. So there, there's nothing we can do about this. Uh, you just. If the trout slow and the triple tail aren't here, go for something else. That's that's kind of our whole our whole method.
0: Does that does that mean you know the triple tail blackfish? We call them different kinds of names. They like to get up under like corks for crab traps or along, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, buoys and things like this. Does that mean they're pushed offshore?
2: I I mean, what what work we've done with the research lab and friends that have tracked and, and and uh you know tagged and tracked them, um those suckers go way the heck offshore and uh they're they're just like me. They like warm salty water. Uh so right now it's still a little cool. Um when I came in off the last trip it was uh, in the mid-70s, so relatively speaking, that, that's cool for them. They love that stuff, hot, hot, salty, salty, um, and we're just not there. So I, I think when it happens, it's going to be, pardon the pun, it's going to be a flood of them when they come in. I think they're just waiting for that, that big wave of salty, warm water, and an event like you know this, this heavy, heavy wind uh, is certainly going to help.
0: Some some of the funnest fishing my sons and I have done has been about fifty sixty miles offshore. Find a weed line or a really good tide line that's got a lot of structure in it, and literally just cut putt for hours and just just load up. <laughs> I mean, because I mean the triple tail loved that scenario. Uh, later in the summers, you know, you'll find you know, a bunch of uh, you know, dolphin in those deals. And then, uh, of course, you know you'll you'll catch an, an occasional lemon fish as well. But that is so much fun when you're on them, when you're in in an area where they're concentrated. It, you've seen that before, haven't you? We we
2: have, and and I'll have to. I, I wish I wish I had thought to send you this. I, you always kind of throw uh, random topics at me, which I love, but um, we we got them one time you, in regards to seeing them under stuff. We did it twice in two days, 24 hours apart. We had a, a tropical storm or a, a mild hurricane come through a couple years ago. And I've got pictures of both of them. Uh, dead pigs that had, I guess, maybe drowned in a storm uh, or maybe some, some swamp, and Kenny and Ray had caught one out by Eola Pete, you know, the, that tip of the Louisiana marsh. And the next day, I was heading out to the island uh, with the caretaker. So we got witnesses and pictures for both of them, different pigs because I've got the pictures. And there was triple tail under both of them, uh, and we caught both triple tail. So I, remind me, I'll, I'll send you the pictures just just because you, you know, you I got proof. It uh,
0: but yeah. yeah, anything hey, fun, you'll be under it anything floating okay so last summer uh we came up on a bucket literally a single bucket out in the middle of nowhere about 60 70 miles offshore and we pulled up to that bucket it had 50 triple tail under it that one bucket uh-huh. and they all came from the bucket and just started coming toward the boat it, sunny it was unbelievable yeah that, that is when I, you know, we talked about this before, but what I tell friends that I take out, they say, "What are we going to do today?" I say, "Well, we're going there. You know, we're going to go to 265, but we may never make it there. we just kind of we got a hundred battle plans. We'll take what it gives us. If we run across some some grass, we'll you know do that. We may do." we'll probably check a couple of wrecks or reefs on the way out and just kind of go with the flow, man. Cause you, you never know what you're going to see. I mean, you just kind of take what it gives you. You do that all the time, don't you?
2: And, and that, you know, I get a lot of, uh, a lot of grief from, from our other guides. Cause the way I have my boat rigged, I think I store a dozen rods ready to go at any time. So I've got, you know, boat monkey corks for trout, Carolina rigs. Uh, I've got my two big. I call them my jackpot rods for like shark or bull red or Kobe if you see them. I've got my triple tail stuff rigged. Um, maybe some other stuff, some tight lined, you know. But that that exact scenario where y'all are pulling up on the bucket and those fish are coming out to your boat, you may you know you may lose the opportunity in a minute or two so i uh, man i always try and load for bear whatever bait's available um you know croaker shrimp minnow dead bait if if there's mullet at the dock i try and throw the net a lot of times you don't use all the stuff in your arsenal but it's always it's always good to be prepared for that stuff because you never know you never know what's gonna be around the next uh the next wave or the next point
0: or island yeah we we spent a lot of time we will catch some croakers the day before and then we want you know we'll pick up some pogies or whatever on the way out we'll hopefully pick up maybe we'll stop at a horn and maybe tr- pick up some some mullet but uh you know we, we i want to have a real assortment of live bait in my live bait well if I can have it so that you know whatever whatever unfolds in the day we can go kind of t- 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 enjoy it and appreciate it you just you just never know i mean you'll come we're, some of the places we go, we don't do a lot of, we do a lot of green water fishing, but we'll, we'll find blue water from time to time. But sometimes, as you know, an envelope of that blue water will come in really, really close. And, you know, we, we I mean, I had, I had a, uh, we had a, a, a huge elephant on and caught a big dolphin and caught a wahoo like back to back to back and 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 water that was only 150 200 feet deep just like we just got lucky and like august because this little bucket of uh blue water came in and we were in the right place at the right time it had this unbelievable weed line on it and it was just full of fish absolutely fish and by the way we were headed out to go do some deep drop and we never made it obviously right. because you know we uh we it was just one of the one of those trips you just never know hey we're having a conversation with doc- uh, doctor I, doctor you do have a phd <laughs> in fishing <laughs> captain Sonny schindler and we're talking about how this time of year fishing really heats up in coastal mississippi and we'll continue the conversation when we get on the other side
1: Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by Jay Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38, Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think Jay Allen Toyota. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coachview. I'm
0: actually up in the Mississippi Delta. I call it the Coachview Studio North, my place in the Delta. What a beautiful time to be up here this time of year. And I'm having a wonderful conversation with my friend, Captain Sonny Schindler. And uh, we're just sharing some war stories about fishing. This is the time of year, man. This is the time of year when fishing starts to improve greatly before we get into like the, the really hot months, and uh, and so we're just sharing some stories about that. So I appreciate you joining me. He's unfortunately off the water because uh, it, we we're getting a lot of wind at the moment that we're recording this, and uh, you know as he pointed out in the first part of the show, that wind's kind of good because it's pushing some salt water in here that. Probably will improve the fishing situation pretty pretty dramatically once the wind sort of calms down. Would you think, Sonny? It
2: it would. I, I easily could have come up to that that place you're at, and uh, we could have done this up there. That place looks amazing. Would uh,
0: where is that? You're you're yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, this this particular where I'm sitting now is uh, is between Greenwood and Blackhawk. And we have about a thousand acres here, 500 up in the up in the hills, and then 500 in the delta. And if you go out the back uh, door, can, can you show that that picture, Kyle? If you go out the back door, this is what <laughs> it looks like. And to to the to the right, over there, for the for the radio audience, you can't see the picture we're showing to the Facebook and YouTube audience. There's a hundred lake, hundred acre. 100 acre cypress lake and then what you're what you're looking at is um, soybeans that are starting to come up pretty good and back in the back there's corn the corn goes down the rest of the way for the rest of the property but it's a beautiful time to be in the mississippi delta i'll talk more about the delta i love it here i've hunted here and spent time here for more than 30 years uh the delta is a really special place um when you think about things like the blues trail and what it brings to mississippi that what it brings to to the state and why it's important and you know from an economic development uh point of view we talk about it more as well because until we until we really address some of the issues the poverty Economic development other issues here in, in the Mississippi Delta, we're never really going to fix uh, Mississippi uh, overall. But the fact is, it's a great time of year to be here, and we're just up here doing a little, some chores. I have to get up here every couple of weeks to, to you know do, do work. And we've got some hunting land over in Minter City as well, and then we've got some more land over in, in Chula. And it's just a it's just a cool place to be. We love it up here. So I, I love I love of Mississippi more, <laughs> but if I had to have a second place to love, it's here for sure. Thanks for asking about it.
2: It uh, looks looks amazing.
0: You uh... so so yeah. Tell, so Sonny, tell me how has. You know, as you mentioned, because of the salinity levels, you've had some challenges as it relates to triple tail and speckled trout, but we don't want to send the impression that fishing hasn't been incredible. When I look at some of the pictures you're posting of <laughs> incredible redfish fishing and, and uh, flounder fishing and the, the other stuff that you're doing, there's plenty of backup plans, and I wouldn't even call them backup plans. You just have a smorgasbord board of opportunity, and you have to pick the one that's playing now. And you've had some real good luck, even even uh, the last several weeks, haven't you? Right, we have.
2: Yes, yes. And there's a method to the madness. Like this last trip, uh, Matthew, uh, Captain Matt, and I were on. Look, I mean, it was a four day trip. The first half day and all of the second day, man, we just kept plugging away, plugging away. And look, we. We didn't know if we were going to have enough to cook for their fish dinner the last night. It was that slow. Well, the third day, first thing in the morning, we tried something new and it worked. And we just we stuck with it and we wound up, you know, getting all we could we could keep on the redfish. Uh, but you know, worked together. And I always tell people, you know, knowing where not to go is just as important as knowing where to go. So. Matt and I just we, we picked it apart as as best we could and you know he he found them under under popping cork it was all redfish he found That's them right. under popping corks and I found them under Carolina rigs but it, look it took us two two days to figure it out so it it wasn't it wasn't that we just you know threw a hook in the water and said you know we're the we're the big guides, and we know everything. We we got to work hard too, uh, but once we found them, those fish paid for making us wait that long. <laughs> we went to work. <laughs> <on them. laughs>
0: but you know, it it is. I mean, listen, it, fish is never automatic. I, wait, well, I should take that back. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we get lucky. The conditions sure. are amazing, and no matter where you go, you can't fail. But why it's important to have you know guys like you guys is that. When the going gets tough, you know that experience really starts to pay off. You got a long checklist of possibilities, not only in terms of bait and approach that you use to catch a fish, but places that you're going to go. And you have to start working your list and checking the list off, and eventually you get there. And uh, you know the you know the average recreational fisherman, some have that capability, but most don't. And you know they would go out and fish for a few hours and say, "Well, fishing slow today," and that would be kind of the end of it. But you guys. You, you're paid to, to sort of, uh, you know, w- work it out.
2: <laughs> well, and and I think that's what gives us somewhat of a uh, advantage because, one, we can't throw in the towel. So if people are coming a long ways, or not even a long way, if they're coming to fish with us and pay money and invest the time to, to put their faith in us, that we're going to produce we can't just say oh you know let's let's go in and and grab a beer or let's go up the river and go skiing no i mean we have to stick it out we have to go in conditions that there's a lot of days where we fish where i wouldn't i probably wouldn't tell my family or friends hey come on we're gonna do it so i think a lot of it what makes us um better fishermen is fishing on those marginal or bad weather days and i'm not saying run your boat as far as it'll go uh and and test the limits of safety i'm not saying that i'm saying figuring out where you can get and what you can do on those bad weather days Um, even if it's fishing there's stuff we do when it's really bad where we're 200 yards from the boat launch um but it's protected, it's safe, and hopefully fishy. So, um, yeah, the good weather days we we like them. But more often than not, we're fishing in in less than favorable conditions. So that that gives us uh, a better a better arsenal.
0: So let's remind people, uh, short sure thing, charter seven captains. You had this opportunity. Number eight, fish we really got number
2: eight last month.
0: Congratulations! Congratulations! Yeah. Congratulations. So from the from the Pearl River out to the Louisiana Marsh, over to Cat Island, you certainly you can go along the Mississippi Gulf Coast. that's where the fish are? But give give a sense of sort of the geographic area that you guys fish in as you know, on, on a typical day.
2: Uh tip, There's nothing typical with with that many boats. They'll they'll spread out. You know, Alex likes to stretch his catamaran out. Some days he'll be behind Horn. Uh, now he goes the furthest. But our typical stuff is. Lake Bourne, you know, down to the to the Louisiana Marsh, Half Moon, uh, Bayou Biloxi, over through Deepwater Pass, Martin Island, all that's in the marsh. Uh, Cat, we do ship a little bit, and then back around, we do. We'll we'll go over to Gulfport Harbor under really. That's usually our North Wind. Uh, Alamo as I like to call it If, if they really want to go and, and we need deeper water We'll go there Back down through Long Beach Past Christian, the reefs there um, And then the bay uh, With the Wolf River The Jordan River And then back around through the near shore reefs Back to Bayou Caddy So that's a lot of water uh, But the big thing that helps us Is all of our boats work off a trailer so we don't stay in in a harbor or a lift or anything. We move every day. And all of our boats use uh, sport trails, Kevin DeSalle's sport trail. They're made in Waveland. I mean, that, like all these Ferraris and Corvette boats, all the Freemans and Contenders and, and Regulators, all the, the fancy schmancy boats all use these sport trails. We pass the dealership almost every day where they make these trailers. <laughs> And we put hundreds of thousands of miles on these things, and that's what helps us a lot is being mobile. So, you know, there's days where we've run all the way to the Wrigley's to launch. We've run all the way to Gulfport to launch. Um, so it's it's nothing collectively to put you know tens and tens of thousands of miles on our trailers a year, um, getting into that safe, protected water so we can go make a day. Uh, a lot of work, a lot of sleepless nights. But you know, um, other than a nail and a tire, uh, we don't really have trouble with our trailers at all. We we beat those things to shreds. It's it's pitiful what we do to them. But being able to move around, you know, using the launches and the weather uh to keep your people safe and try and get in some calm, fishable water. Uh, that, that helps us a lot. It, it, it's not easy. It, it, it's yes, it would be so much easier just press a button and drop your boat in the water. But a lot of days, you know that that spot may be blown from the wind and waves crashing into your dock and you don't want to beat up people. you know, a lot
0: of people aren't used to open water, so you, you, you want to take care of them. Well, congratulations on getting an eight boat. I, the, when you have eight boats out there fishing, the amount of intelligence that you're gathering about what's going on—it's got to be incredible. It's got to be incredible. Hey, we're coming to our end, end of our time together, but, but, Captain Sonny Schindler, you're a good friend. I really appreciate you joining me. I, I you know, we're just—I I like just telling fishing stories. And when we come when we come back the next time, we'll talk about some unusual trips that you've taken and. And, and the surprises you've gotten along the way because, man, Coast of Mississippi fishing has a lot of surprises that it can it can hurl at you. And some of the special people you've met along the way. I bet maybe some famous people even. So, listen, yes yeah.
1: uh,
0: we, yeah, we look forward to visiting with you again soon. But this has been Captain Sunday Schindler. And when we come back, we'll have a representative from the CB base to talk about a new civil and mechanical engineering program at the base.